Hello everyone, Paul James Caden here with Journey into Spiritualism. In today's show, I'll be sharing another classic podcast from my former show, The Spirit Side. In today's show, we'll be talking about dealing with paranormal experiences, how to get rid of a ghost, what to do if you think your house is haunted, some really interesting and little-known information here. I hope you enjoy this classic podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Spirit Side. I'm Paul James Caden. And in today's show, we're going to continue with our October spooky or semi-spooky themes. But this week, they're spooky or somewhat spooky themes that are also educational to help people or make people aware of things. So been an interesting week here on the spirit side and uh, I think we're going to continue that with this particular podcast. We are going to talk about how to deal with paranormal disturbances. Now these things do happen. People do see strange things or have frightening encounters with unexplainable phenomenon or beings uh, sometimes in their homes. And I had planned on on making this podcast early in the week. And uh, a subscriber on YouTube, uh, a friend of mine, asked, Hey, how uh, how can I deal with getting rid of some of these disturbing, uh, seemingly dark uh, presences that, that are in my home? And uh, we're going to talk about that today. There's uh, a few different ways that I have found over the years. And I've, I've dealt with and did some house cleansings for uh, some people that uh, it, it was quite spooky what was going on, um, you know, not nice. <laughs> I don't, definitely don't think it was nice. And uh, these techniques that I'm going to talk about in, in this podcast are, are ones that I've used and they've been successful. I, I have not had any problems where people had to call in priests or exorcists or, you know, a, a special uh, team of people to deal with these things. I mean, sometimes those things may be necessary. But I would say if if you're having any problems with paranormal phenomenon in your house, uh, try these techniques first. And uh, if they don't work, repeat them two to three times because sometimes it, it takes a couple of tries to get your confidence, your authority, you know, kind of get the knack for what you're doing. And that's important. That's very important. So try these things. If they don't work right away, give it a couple of times. I would say two, no more than three. If that doesn't work and you're still having issues, then by all means uh, call someone in who, uh, you know, can bring in the uh, the big guns, uh, so to speak, and uh, get those things out of your home or wherever it is you, you happen to be that they're disturbing you. 
So let's dive into this and and talk about some techniques that you know I uh, personally use. Other people have used them with with great success. And the first thing I, I would say about any of this right up front, when you go into a situation where you're you're dealing with the paranormal, you don't want to be afraid of. I mean, of course, you're going to be a little uneasy. It's going to feel a little weird. You know, you, you're not quite sure what it is. Uh, maybe you've never dealt with anything like that before. But you you have to remember two things. Number one, you are a child and a reflection of the divine spirit. You you have all the backing of the light behind you. And incidentally, if you're dealing with an earthbound spirit, so do they. They may be angry, they may be lost, but what they really need is some help. So be confident in what you're doing. You know, speak speak in that confidence, speak in that authority. Do these things with with confidence that hey, right where I am, God is. God is within me. I am one with God, and you know, I I use that power, that strength, that faith, that authority with confidence Be- because you are backed. You're 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 not going into uh, this situation blind or alone or unarmed, you know, the light is always greater than the darkness. And, you know, once you have that confidence and that faith, you're, you're, you're speaking, you're acting in that authority, that, that makes a lot of difference. It, it makes a tremendous difference. So don't be afraid I mean, it's okay for if you're a little spooked out, you know, first time around. But realize, you know, you're, you're not going into this alone. You have a lot of very strong, powerful, spiritual backing on your side. You have the whole of the divine on your side. So always remember that. So the first thing you want to do when you're dealing with paranormal disturbances, you, you don't want to go in like a Hollywood movie yelling and screaming, get out, you know, in the name of Christ, get out. You know, you, you, you don't want to yell. You don't want to seem like you're angry or mean um, or swear and curse at, at whomever or whatever it is uh, that's in your home or wherever you happen to be. You always want to take the friendly, helpful, respectful approach first. Remember this. This could be, as they say, one of the theories, uh, someone who is lost, a earthbound spirit. They don't know that they that they're deceased. They're confused. Where are they? What's going on? Or why are you in their home? You know, they're feeling invaded. Why, why doesn't anyone see them? Why can't they hear them? So they might get a little rowdy because they're lashing out. Who are you and what are you doing in my house? 
my office building, my restaurant, or whatever it happens to be. So don't look at them as being evil. You know, you, you, you want to take the helpful and friendly approach first. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing I would do is get some white candles. You, you don't need a whole bunch of them. They could even be little tea light candles, those inexpensive ones that you, you know, they're about the size of a, uh, a little bigger than a quarter. Uh, just make sure they're white. You know, you could have two or three, you know, you could have one in each corner of the room. Place them where wherever you feel uh, you need to place them. You want to get some water. And, and, and this is something that's going to be used in uh, a lot of these techniques we're going to talk about here today. You're going to make what's called blessed water. And essentially, it is the same as holy water. But what you're going to do is you're going to get some water and you're going to have it in a container, an open container. You can have it in a jar or uh, a small bottle, but leave the, let, the, the lid off. And what you're going to do, how you make blessed water, is you read the, the, um, the 23rd Psalm over the water three times. And it's important, uh, they say, when you make blessed water, uh, you know, this is why you want the open container. Just, just let your breath fall over the water as you read the 23rd Psalm. You know, if you don't have a Bible, well, maybe you're not, you know, Christian or whatever. You can look it up online, Psalm 23. So get your water, read the 23rd Psalm over the water three times. Then simply just place your hands over over the water and, and say a, a quick prayer. What, whatever prayer feels right to you. Basically, you're going to ask uh, God, Divine Spirit, to bless the water. You know, his presence, his his energy, his love, his blessing be on this water and that any darkness, evil uh, will be dispelled wherever it is uh, sprinkled. And that's all there is to it. Now you have a container of blessed water that you can use for uh, many different occasions if you need it. The next thing you're going to do is sprinkle or put some of the water on your finger and just, just rub it on the candles, bless the candles. You, you, you may say, you know, I, I anoint and, you know, I bless this candle with this, this, uh, this uh, blessed water in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or, you know, whatever uh, faith tradition you, you happen to be. Just say a little blessing over the candle. You know, I, I bless this candle with this water. And, uh, you know, then you have the candles are... Are, are blessed as well. So then what you're going to do is you're going to go into the room or rooms wherever there is, uh, you know, the disturbance. Sometimes it's isolated to one or two rooms. Sometimes you may have to do this uh, throughout the whole house. So wherever you have to do it, one room, two rooms, every room of the house, uh, you know, you could do a room a day. If it, You know, you could do it in one shot. But you're going to go in the room, you're going to place the candles around, you're going to light the candles. As you light each candle, you're going to say, this, this flame represents the light of the divine or the light of God. So each candle you light, this flame represents 
the light of God. Then you're going to take the holy water and you're going to just sprinkle it throughout the room and you're going to ask a quick blessing on the room as you sprinkle it and just say, you know, I, I bless this room with this water, you know, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or in the name of Christ or whatever uh, faith you are uh, that, that makes this, you know, an empowering moment of prayer for you. Then you're simply going to stand or sit in the room, and you're going to envision the, the entire room being filled with white light. And while the room is filled with white light, you're going to envision one corner of the room where there's a particularly uh, bright vortex of white light. It's, it's opening up like a tunnel. And this represents the tunnel many people go through uh, when they pass. They say they go through the, the tunnel of light, the white tunnel. And then you're just going to ask the spirits in the room. You're going to speak to them calmly and just say something to the effect, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm sorry if you feel that I'm invading your home or if you feel lost. But I want you to know I'm here to help. You've, you've passed away. You know, you essentially you've, you've died. You know, it's time to go to the light. You will not be judged. You will not be harmed. You know, this, this, this world is not your home anymore. You know, this is why you're sad. This is why you're angry. You know, look, look to the corner of the room. Look, look for the, the tunnel. Look, look for the opening in the light. You'll see your loved ones and your relatives that they, they, they'll be coming for you. They, they want to take you home now. And usually this particular exercise, um, you'll feel kind of like a shift, you know, almost like there's a lightness in the room or within yourself. Like, oh man, you know, I just feel peaceful all of a sudden. Or like a weight's been taken off my shoulders or the atmosphere in the room feels so much more clear. And that's usually the indication that whoever it was, they were lost. They heard what you said. They went to the light. They went home. It's a done deal. Now, some may ask, well, how long should I sit there and, and, and talk and talk to the, uh, the spirit? Uh, well, First and foremost, when you're you're envisioning the white light in the room, and you know the the opening leading into to spirit, uh, you want to have your eyes closed so you can just visualize. And you know how long should you sit in 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 talk uh, with the person in the room, especially if you know if there's been somebody around your house or in your home that has passed. Um, it shouldn't take too long. You know, but if you're sitting there for, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes and, and you're telling, you're reassuring the person, you're reassuring them, it's okay, I'm not here to hurt you, I'm sorry that you've been angry, you know, I'm sorry that you've been feeling lost, I understand that you're here now and, and I want to help, 
you know, please go to, please go to the light. You've, you, you passed away. Your loved ones are waiting for you. You're going to be okay. There's only love there. You're not going to be judged. Don't be afraid. You know, ask them to look to the light. Ask them to look for their relatives. You know, look for their loved ones that are coming for them. Just reassure them. Just reassure them and, um, you know, that they're going to be okay and, you know, explain to them what's happened. And generally through this process, it, it usually takes no more. Um, for the most part, it usually happens pretty quick within the first five minutes. It's, it's usually a, a very quick process. Uh, but if you find, uh, that you, that you're there, uh, like I said, 10, 15 minutes, you know, that's okay too, because sometimes, uh, earthbound spirits, they're, they're a little more suspicious. They're not really believing so much what you're saying. You know, who is this person? Why, why are they telling me this? Or they're afraid to go to the light because of some, uh, religious upbringing where they're afraid they're going to be thrown into hell and, and assure them. You know, if you're finding it's taking a little, uh, you know, more than five minutes, assure them and say, look, you know, you, you probably, you know, when you were alive, you you heard this idea, you know, of, of hell, you're afraid of God, you're afraid of the light. But but please think about it logically that if this were the case, they would have come and dragged you there already. But they haven't. You're still here. You're angry, you're lost, you're, you're kind of wandering in, you know, <laughs> familiar territory, but you're still here. It's because they're not out looking for you like bounty hunters to, to drag you to hell. They're waiting for you to come home. And they respect your feelings on the other side. If you're afraid, if you're timid, if you're confused, they're not going to force you because they know that this will frighten you even more. So explain things like this to them. They're people just like you and I. And so sometimes we have to reason with them and, you know, kind of reassure them and coax them that it's okay. And most of the time, uh, you know, nine, nine and a half times out of ten, uh, they go pretty quickly because they're miserable. You know, they don't want to be there either. Now, that, that's the friendly, helpful method. The next method is a little more aggressive, and this is if you're maybe dealing with a spirit that's ultra mean. You know, they just want to hang around and, and, and make you or someone else miserable. Or the possibility that you're dealing with something that uh, was not a deceased human, it's something else. Call it, um, you know, call it demon, call it uh, dark entity, you know, you know, lower entity, whatever you want to call it. it it's a non-human spirit. And, you know, sometimes people deal with these things as well. So if you find it's stubborn or it starts getting worse or it doesn't leave when you do the friendly approach, then you're a little more forceful. Then pretty much what you're going to do, uh, same kind of thing. You're, you're, you're going to have your white candles, your, your blessed water. Uh, it could also be helpful uh, at this point if you have to take the next step. 
to you're going to want to and and I lost my place there because I had to pause the recording to tend to something uh, and I'm not sure where I left off but uh, let's I'll just take it from the top if if you're dealing with something that's stubborn mean rotten um you're going to want to take it to the to the next step which is the you know the not so friendly level and again you're going to want to use your candles your blessed water but you also may want to have some uh, blessed and anointed olive oil. Now, this works as the same as the, the the oils you'll see. You know, priests or ministers use when they anoint somebody, or they'll anoint homes. You, you'll often see. Um, I like olive oil um, as well as the water when you have to take it to the next step. So it's the same thing. If if you need to have some anointed, blessed olive oil. What you're going to do is same thing. Get some olive oil and, and a little container that you know you can use. Leave, leave the lid the lid off, and you're going to read the 23rd Psalm over it three times. But you're also going to read Luke chapter 10 verse 19 three times over the olive oil. So for blessed and anointed olive oil. That is the 23rd Psalm read three times over the olive oil and then Luke ten nineteen. And again, if you don't have a Bible, you could look these up on the Internet. Luke ten nineteen simply says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall, shall by any means hurt you. So again, you're going to read that three times, letting your breath fall over the olive oil naturally as you read and then uh, once again say a little prayer at the end just asking god to bless and anoint the, the olive oil and that it would uh, heal cure but also drive out any darkness or evil wherever it is used and that's it so then after you have the the blessed and anointed olive oil, you're you're going to do the same thing. You're going to go into the room or rooms that you uh, you know that are having the disturbance. Uh, this time, uh, I usually like to bless the candles at that point with the olive oil or anoint the candles. You could do it just in a circle, you know, or the sign of the cross. You know, I bless and anoint this candle in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or, you know, whatever uh, faith tradition uh, you may uh, use. Uh, the oil is a little more potent than the holy, than the blessed water. So I, I, I like to use uh, the oil on the candles for phase two if it's a problematic uh, entity or spirit. The rest is pretty much the same. You're going to go into the room. You're going to place the candles. You're going to light each candle and say, this light, you know, it's a little different when you light the candles this time. You're going to say, this light represents the light and power of God. Or this, this light represents the light and power of the divine. You're going to light your candles. You're going to sprinkle the blessed water throughout the room, just like phase one, saying a prayer, asking God to, you know, remove any darkness, 
any evil, anything that doesn't belong there. And then you're going to take the oil and you're going to anoint over top the door, both sides of the door to the room. Uh, generally, I make, the si- I make the sign of uh, the cross. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I anoint this, um, this doorway, this threshold, that no evil thing may enter or dwell here. And I do both sides, the door, the door frame at the top leading in and the other side leading out. And usually over top uh, each window in the room. Then you're going to stand in the middle of the room once you've uh, once you've anointed the uh, the doors and the window windows, and again you're you're going to read the twenty third Psalm and Luke ten nineteen three times each. But each time you you read them, say I'm reading, uh, just for example, I have Luke 10, 19 here. If I'm reading it three times, I would say, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And then I would say, in the name of Christ, I command that any entities or beings in this room that do not belong here leave now. I take authority over you. This is my home. This is my dwelling. This is my space. You do not belong here. I do not welcome you here. In the name of Christ, I command you leave now. Then I would read again, behold, I give you power to tread on the serpents, scorpions, etc., etc. And I would say that again, in the name of Christ, I command any entities in this room that do not belong here. You must leave now. You're essentially uh, what I call giving them the rude boot. <laughs> now, um, if you're another uh, religious tradition or faith, uh, you know, you, you can certainly uh, use your own prayers, uh, what feels right to you, what feels empowering, how you connect uh, with divine spirit. Um, and that's pretty much what you're doing is, uh, you know, at, at this point, you're, you're throwing them out. You know, if, if you're using the friendly approach two to three times, you're going to take it to level two. And, um, you know, this is pretty much giving them the boot. Okay, you're still here. Uh, you're being mean. You're being rotten. You're being disruptive. Now we're just going to throw you out. You know, you don't want to curse and swear and say, you SOB, you what? You know, no, you don't want to provoke anything when it comes to the paranormal. But but you do have that right to stand your ground. My home, my space, my dwelling, my family, out And again, say it with authority. Say it with uh, faith. You know, you, you do have backing from the light. So don't think you're abandoned, uh, you know, to deal with this on your own or something's going to come and, you know, hurt you. That, that's extremely rare. 
if you take it to phase two, I would say leave the candles in the room that you light. Make sure you have a little container for each one or a candle holder that's safe and let the candles burn out. Don't take them out of the room once you once you've done uh, once you've done the the ritual, uh, the blessing. Leave the candles. Just let them burn out in the room uh, naturally. Don't extinguish them. Don't take them out of the room. Uh, just let them be there until you know they're they're done. The third thing you can do here, and this one is a little bit different, but uh, it, it, it has worked for a lot of metaphysical practitioners that have had uh, supposed hauntings or uh, paranormal disturbances in their home or were maybe called to deal with this kind of thing uh, for someone else. In metaphysics, uh, generally, it is believed that when a person uh, dies, their consciousness goes on with God. It, it, it leaves this world. It doesn't hang around. It doesn't haunt. You know, it continues its journey into eternity, infinity, um, you know, with God. But metaphysicians believe that what we call ghosts are the thoughts of the person. So they're basically leaving behind a, a psychic imprint of their thoughts. Particularly if they were a person who didn't want to die, had a great attachment to, to a particular place or a person or an object. And they kind of leave this world kicking and screaming, not that they go to hell. You know, of course, they're, they're nurtured, they learn, they're, 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 they're taken care of, they're educated, you know, all that sort of thing. But they may leave a very strong, scared or angry imprint. But they are the person's thoughts who used to dwell here. It is not the person. And the same thing with what we would call a demonic or, or dark entities, that these are uh, essentially what they would call in uh, the magic field thought forms. You know, something, there may have been someone in the house uh, years before you lived there who thought, oh my God, my house is haunted. Oh my God, I'm stalked by demons. Oh my God, there's a demon in the basement. And their thought, their belief will, again, leave that psychic imprint, that thought form. So in metaphysics, that's basically all you're dealing with is the thoughts, the thought form, or for our uh, purposes here, uh, psychic mental imprint uh, and residue left behind by the person. Whether this, uh, this ghost, uh, as we would call it, uh, be a person, something else, an animal, it's, it's all just um, mental residue the imprint. So basically what you would do then, uh, treating it this way, would, would be give it a, a metaphysical treatment. Uh, metaphysical treatments generally, uh, when we say this, uh, it, it is dispelling wrong thought with, with right thought. And how that is done is, is the person realizes there is no mind but God. There is no power but God. And we are all one with God. We 
you know, uh, our consciousness is essentially God's consciousness. We are reflections of God. We are not God, but we are reflections of, but nonetheless, one with or at one with. So there is no power. There is no presence. There is no mind. There is no soul. There is no, um, there is no substance but God. Now, that doesn't mean, I'm, I'm sure by saying that, uh, a lot of people get the impression, no soul, does that mean we're absorbed by God when we die like some people teach? We lose our individuality? No, you will always be an individual. You will always be that individual expression of God, but you'll go on to uh, greater, higher, and better things, um, you know, beyond this material world. But aside from that... Uh, basically giving a, a metaphysical treatment is just to stand and either think to yourself or say, all of this is just um, thought imprint. It's kind of like uh, hypnosis or animal magnetism manifested. It has no real life. It has no real power. It has no real substance. It has no real presence. God is all in all. And just realize essentially what you're doing is realizing your oneness with God, and there's nothing else outside of that. God knows no evil. God doesn't know sickness. He doesn't know disease. He doesn't know uh, calamity. He doesn't know anything that is hurtful, harmful, or dark. He doesn't know uh, demons and ghosts and you know all this sort of thing. Uh, God only knows love, light, peace, goodness, truth, all things that are are high and good. So essentially, uh, again, you're saying, you know, all this is just manifestations of thought, of mortal mind. Um, it has no substance. It has no power. It has no presence. God is all in all. There is nothing but God. I am one with God. And you would raise your consciousness. And it, and it takes a little doing and a little practice in metaphysics that, that you raise your consciousness. That when you feel that and you know that I am one with God. There is there is no other power or presence, and there's certainly not, a, not not any other power or presence that could hurt me or harm me. And once you have a little bit of that realization or that little bit of, oh yeah, that is true. I do see that now. That in metaphysics is is the moment that they say you demonstrate that your your higher thoughts your thoughts of God um, correct or negate the negative thoughts, which essentially have no uh, reality or substance to them anyway. They're, they're just like shadows. And it's interesting to think that ghosts and, uh, you know, spooks are like shadows. But um, a lot of people, uh, you know, metaphysicians have used uh, this particular method for a number of years, I'm, I'm actually reading a book right now uh, by a gentleman uh, who gave a metaphysical talk in the uh, the Christian Science Church in the 1930s, uh, and and he actually talked about a house that he was in uh, that had some disturbances, and he used this technique, and uh, you know it just. You know, he gave it a metaphysical treatment, and it was immediately over with. So it does work. And that's all any of these uh, techniques really are, basically, uh, you know, is, is, is overcoming 
the error, the fear, the darkness uh, with love and light and faith uh, and strength and confidence using the authority uh, given us by God. And and it's always helpful to look at it in the metaphysical sense, no, no matter which one of these techniques you use. In metaphysics, they say, when you stand speaking, speak as divine mind, speak as God, because you are one with God. And as far as you are speaking truth, speaking in power, speaking love, light, truth, goodness, as far as you are doing that, you are speaking as God, because God is truth. If you're speaking truth, you're speaking God. You're speaking as God. Your thoughts are at one with God. So always remember that, no matter which of the techniques you use. So I hope this was an interesting podcast for all of you out there. Uh, Again, I appreciate you listening. Uh, I thought these were uh, the three uh, most uh, interesting and, and kind of uh, easy, quick techniques that I've used. The, the metaphysical one uh, that does take a little, uh, a little, um, a little doing, uh, but you could certainly try it. It, it. it doesn't hurt to affirm that you know God being the only presence and power, and you know th- there's no reality to this shadow that's uh, you know trying to haunt you. So if you're uh, having paranormal disturbances in your home, try these out and uh, let me know if they work. You know, give me a shout out below or ever, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can comment. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, my email is always below nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And uh, always again, below is my Patreon page. My Angel Thoughts Metaphysical Services page, where I offer different metaphysical services. Uh, Patreon is there if you uh, would like to support the podcast and and the work that I do. Uh, I'm trying to do this a a little bit more full-time on my terms. I I do do it on my terms, but I also do it for some uh, other companies, and uh, sometimes I find their techniques a little... Uh, a little spurious, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to uh, break away from that a little bit. But hey, if this podcast is interesting to you, if it's a blessing to you, uh, and you feel hey, you know, I'm sure I'll I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give a dollar a month. I'll give, I, I think the most I have, I think I have three tiers. It's a dollar, five dollars, and ten dollars. You know, I'm not looking to uh, uh, try to gouge big money out of it, anybody because that's that's certainly not me, and there there are uh, there are benefits to that that you will read on the Patreon page uh, that I offer those who might be uh, gracious enough to support the cause. But uh, again, that's only if you you really want to and you 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 feel led to. That's great. You know, I'm not here to pressure anybody um, at all. That's certainly not my thing. But uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope it was helpful. And I'll see you all next time here on the Spirit Side. Until then, be safe out there, everybody, and stay in the light.